Welcome to AEC Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Jared. And I'm Laura. And Inkpot just jumped on the chair. I told you, right when we were going to start, she's going to jump up here. And she just perfectly, like, as soon as I start talking, here she is. Can so you get her to meow so she can say, and I'm Inkpot? Uh, not necessarily. She can make me say, ow, if I mess with her too much, though. Because she's, pr- yep, she's in a bit of playful yep. mode. So she's like, all right, podcast, podcast playtime. She hasn't seen you all day. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, oh, well, she'll get over it. But anyway, we're here doing a podcast. We talk about things other than the cat. I mean, I'm turning off now. If we're not talking <laughs> about the cat. I'm just going to walk <clears> out. I, I, should, I should say we talk about things in addition to cats. Okay. That's better. I, so. I dropped the mic, but it's suspended, so I can't. Please don't drop the mic. They're, they're too expensive to drop. I'll buy you new ones. <clears throat> yeah, I, I got you covered, babe. Uh, Wink. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so last week we talked about Moon Knight. And how he was talking to a therapist the entire time. Like, that was a good narrative tool. So this week, let's talk about therapists. Uh, psychologists, psycholo- psychologists, psychiatrists, whichever. Uh, I, 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 I'm just going with general therapy. Right. I know I know there's a difference. One can prescribe drugs. The other one can't. That's about it. I, I don't know if, what the difference between the two other than that is. Couldn't tell you. I'm an accountant. Yeah. So. <laughs> I sell funny books for a living. I don't, I don't do <laughs> medicines. So... Actually, you take a lot of medicines, in my experience. Well, he's on the receiving end, not right, the giving yeah, end. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> the, any advice I give is not officially licensed and backed up by anything. It's just me saying words. Yeah, make sure you just preface every advice with that, or you can get sued. Not a doctor, but uh, yeah, just cut the limb off; it'll be fine. It'll grow back. If you're the lizard. Yeah, even if you're not, I mean that's cells. They grow back, so why not? Anyway, <laughs> that's how it works, because I'm not a doctor. I wish uh, y'all could see my face right now. We need to do YouTube. <laughs> uh, no, that's too much work for that, too. Uh, but more power to everyone else that does videos with their podcast. That's... No, thanks. <laughs> anyway, therapists and such. Uh, I'll go first, because I have things on my list that I, I want to talk about, and I'm fired up about it, by gosh, by golly. I've got another one. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> okay. uh, first one on my list is Moonstone, a.k.a. Carla Soffin. She's gone by many different names, including Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and Meteorite. Uh, she was Ms. Marvel and slash Captain Marvel when um, the Dark Reign, not the Devil's Reign that's going on right now, but the Dark Reign with Norman Osborn, where she was the Dark Avengers version of Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. Um, she went, she had like the old school costume and, but it was still weird. Like her powers are similar enough to Ms. Marvel. Like, Oh, sure. Female blonde can fly. You're Ms. Marvel. So like, she has like a weird, like stone. It's it's similar to, if I remember correctly, it's similar to like how Juggernaut is a mutant, but he has like the, the stone of Sidorak that powers him. I believe she has some sort of moonstone in her see what i did there that powers her and everything so she's she's not really used a whole lot anymore i mean she was just i just remember she stood out during the dark rain because i I, like i don't know who this person is but that seems kind of cool that it's a a analog for ms marvel uh, carol danvers so also i think it's fine that carol danvers and carla is her name, Carlos Often. So like, oh, Carl, Carol, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's with a K noise. So. Kablooey. Kablooey. Um, yeah, she's 
like I said, known for that. And she's known for the devil, the dark rain. I don't want to say devil's rain. I'm going to get it backwards no matter what I say. Uh, the dark rain. And she's also in the thunderbolts when um, Zemo was, had his, the, like the original thunderbolts where they're, oh, we're heroes, but we're actually villains sort of thing. Yeah, for a second, I thought you were implying that she was a villain, too. I was like, wait. She is. She was. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't pay enough attention. Yeah, that's why she was part of the Dark Avengers with Norman Osborn's group, which of the evil duplicates sort of things. So, yeah, she is a villain that I I, I don't know a whole lot of her history, but I I always always remember the Dark Reign, Dark Avengers, because that was a fun, oh, uh, we are going to act like we're good guys because everyone's watching, but we're really bad guys. And at the same time when they had Spider-Man on the team, but it was a Venom that was killing everybody and eating people's heads. So. I really need to catch up on Dark Rain. There's so much to read. Yeah, and it's hard because that was like a decade ago. So I was like, there's new stuff now to read. I don't want to, I don't need to read new stuff and old stuff. There's just not enough time. And it's not collected in an easy enough way to read Yeah, I think I remember you parts. saying that before. If I could get a trade. Hear that, Marvel? Like, make a trade of this. It's yeah. easy to read. I mean, you might be able to with Marvel Unlimited, but we're here to sell physical copies, not digital stuff, so. Yeah, forget we ever said that other word. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, first one on our list, Moonstone. Jared, who was the first on your list? Uh, Hugo Strange from Batman. I thought about using him. I, I decided not to. Yeah, he was the one I just thought of. I'm like, why didn't I think of him earlier? But uh, Hugo Strange was a Batman adversary. He was in charge of Arkham Asylum for a little while, and he was obsessed with finding out who Batman was. What is Batman's secret identity? And a lot of story arcs are based off of that. Um, I know he was killed once, I think back in like the 70s or something, and then they kind of retconned it and say, oh no, that was like a, a robot version of Hugo Strange, and this is the real one, you know? It's like it's like when they did the death of Superman. Yeah. It's, it's fine. He wasn't real. He it's, wasn't dead. He's in a coma or, yeah. or a robot copy. Right. Yeah. But, death means nothing in comic books is what we're getting at. Right yeah. Um, Hugo Strange, he's... Not one of my favorite villains of Batman. He's kind of lame. Yeah. You can say it. Yeah, he's kind of lame, but uh, brilliant psychiatrist or psychologist. And I think there was another story arc where he like worked out to like physical perfection and it just never, and nothing ever went his way when he was trying to find out Batman's identity. I think he tried to lock Batman in Arkham Asylum as a patient once. He, to me, he always is like, or my, he, looks like to me a mixture of kingpin from marvel and the shadow king like he has always got those glasses bit, yeah. like you can never see his eyes because they're super glossy because the, sh- the lights are shining down right. but he's this bigger guy and like oh yeah he just looks like those two mixed together and yeah. psychologist yep but i didn't know this he was actually created in like the 40s oh so he's been around for a long time so they need i think they can really do a good story arc with him but like i said he's kind of not He's kind of lame. Yeah. I mean, if they paired him with some other villains, that could be a a good... But some of his stuff, like, I I think some of his best stuff has been in some of the Batman animated movies or TV shows. He was really good in, I think, in the animated series. There was some Hugo Strange stuff that was really good. Um, Mm. They reference him a lot in the Arkham games and everything. So there's some really good stuff out there with him. But, yeah, like I said... Not my favorite. He's there. He yeah. does things. Yeah. Um, Laura, before you go next, I'm going to jump in with okay. another one on my list because it just fair, pairs up perfectly with this one. And that is 
you said Arkham Asylum, so you need the Jeremiah Arkham himself, yeah. the the founder of the Arkham Asylum of the uh, the prison of crazy people is what I mean. That's oh, it's to reform. Like no, no, it's for crazy people, crazy supervillains, yeah, or do whatever. Um, another one that really hasn't done anything other than like oh, he has this building and he yeah. has the asylum named after him, and that's about it. Right. Um, I know if you I did some. Googling research, like, oh, there is, like, I think he's actually in Nightfall briefly. Like, they actually see him oh. in there. And I think he dies, but then you find out, no, he's not actually dead. It was yeah. Just, it They've was... retconned that so many times that I don't know which one's, like, the accurate one. Like, um, <laughs> at one point, he was, like, the, like, a Gotham founder or, so, you know, like, right. like the it... current arc, whoever's currently alive as an Arkham um, it's their ancestors, right, you yeah. know, or something like that that started it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's not important because of what they've done, but versus what they've done. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, they themselves haven't done anything, but they've established the Arkham Asylum, which right. is known for the yeah. biggest prison for crazy people that are is so easy to break out of. Apparently, yeah. So I mean, they are super villains. They've got powers. Yeah, stuff. but there's a certain degree you should like, oh, we're prepared for this versus, yeah. nah, it is what it is. I never understood. Why don't they just like, once they capture the Joker, why don't they just execute him? Uh, because Ooh. he's criminally insane. He's insane. You can't, that's not humane treatment. You can't, you have to, you know, it's a catch-22. Greater good stuff on well, him. It's, it's a catch-22. Like, <laughs> all right, no, it is our job to cure the ill. Oh, they broke free. Well, no, we didn't cure them, so we need to take care of it. Versus, they are not an actual prison that do death sentences and stuff like that. It's the insanity defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they talked about that in Injustice Gods Among Us. Yeah. Of like, Superman's like, you had how many times? You should have killed him already. Yeah. And like, well, that's that's fair. I mean, how much? It is. How many people has Batman killed by not having killed the Joker? Because the Joker's mm, killed so many people. A like, lot. I mean, a lot of that blood's on Batman's hands. But he's also like, no, it's not my job to kill. It's my job to right. capture and to be above. The moment you become a killer, you're just as bad as the person you're killing. Yep. I don't know. The needs of the many versus the needs of the few on that one. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it also kind of comes to this is more the legal system than the vigilante system. Right. But it's like police officers are there to execute the laws. Judges are there to interpret the laws like there's supposed to be separation of power so no one right. gets too much power you're not the judge jury and executioner you don't yeah. like oh you deserve to die blame you're dead yeah because that's how you get totalitarian regimes yep yeah i think that's one reason why batman doesn't kill the joker he's like i am attempting to execute the law but i'm not executing the person like that's for the juries and judge to decide and which i think the joker just breaks out before he ever goes to trial which i always love the hypocrisy within that he's like no no i'm here to help with the law but by in turn you are being a vigilante which is against which is breaking the law like unless uh, you're the adam the west laws. version where you're uh deputized right uh <laughs> oh, but, but most of them are not that <laughs> no that's they're not, not the case. <laughs> so it's like so. uh so you're willing to ignore this rule because it's convenient for you right. so you so you can follow this one that's a slippery slope to say to pick and choose what laws you're willing to abide and whatnot yep I mean, but everyone does that every day. Too. Jaywalking. <laughs> Jaywalking. How many times have you driven over the speed limit? But you're not going to go out and murder somebody. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it, 
but with this, it's but like, it's that it's, this, this one's a little more yeah. extreme than jaywalking, and, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, driving five mile an hour over versus I am beating up people and putting yeah. them in the hospital. That's a we're not going to kill them, but that's assault. Like that is that's illegal. Yep. Or like twenty miles an hour over, I think, is also another level of right. speeding. Or yeah, like reckless hop or something, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, so it's like uh, I, I think it's just a fun, convenient like. <clears throat> I want them to address that more in the books. Like, really? You say, you know, you're enforcing the law and you're trying to do the greater good, but why don't you become a cop then? Or, you know, whatever. Um, the best comparison I've seen is uh, Daredevil. Like, oh, he is a lawyer in the daytime and then nighttime he's Daredevil when he can do what the law- what the lawyers can't do. Yeah. It's like, uh, but he's acknowledged in the book several times. Like, yeah, technically what I'm doing is illegal. But sometimes the law is set up a way for failure. And right. And there's so many like dirty cops out there and right. you know, things like that that going to the police and stuff like that may not help. Right. So it's just I always find that fun dichotomy of like, yeah. oh, I'm bringing the law to help the law. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough with that little tyrant. Uh, <laughs> Laura, what is next? What is the first on your list? the only one on my list because I did one, a great job. You got one and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mine does kind of dovetail into yours a little bit because a lot of people compare Ravencroft Insane Asylum to the Arkham Asylum as well. And this person that I chose, Ashley Kafka, is one of the main... Um, sorry, let me make sure I use the right word. Psychologist. Okay. Psychologist at Ravencroft. One of the Wikipedia entries I found said that she founded Ravencroft, but if you've been following um, King in Black, which I kind of doubt anyone really was. I mean, I read it. (laughs) They actually implied that there are a whole bunch of other people who found in that society or that institution has been around for a long time and it was built on like terrible sites for the null cult and like all this all this crazy stuff. Like, I wish I'd gone more into that history. I started to go down that rabbit hole, which is another reason why I'm not as well prepared. Because I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Not relevant to what I want to talk about exactly. But there's a whole bunch of Wikipedia stuff about Ravencroft's history from that King and Black series. And there was a Ravencroft um, miniseries about when Norman Osborn was running the place and brought Dr. Kafka, one of her clones, in. It gets really complicated. As, the, as with most things in comic books, yeah. it's complicated real fast. Yep. Yeah. Well, he go strange was a robot, so clone, oh. clone that works. I missed that. But yeah, um, so Ashley Kafka, she's been in the comics recently because she became the Queen Goblin. And I need to apologize to our listeners a few weeks ago when I was like, oh, I'm so excited for this new Goblin. I want to know who she is. If I had been keeping up and reading, the panel before told you who she was, and I didn't pay enough attention because that week i was in a hurry and i just flipped through it quick and i was like oh this is this is my recommendation pick i wonder who this lady is it was right there and like within three issues they even it was great they said in the beginning like preview page who it was although they misspelled her name too so i was like well who's asha Kafka? like it was it was all messed up (laughs) i mean typos happen 
Yeah, it just makes me sad when it's page one. Yeah, that doesn't help matters. But <laughs> it's the only page that's a whole paragraph. But at least and they failed. <laughs> at least Marvel does do recaps. I wish DC would do that, like previously in. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm still thankful that Marvel does that because anybody yeah. can jump in at any given time. Like, oh, this yeah. is what's going on. We're good to go. Yeah, yeah. That was another point I wanted to make with this. Like, when any issue could be someone's first comic. Another reason I was really excited about the Ashley Kafka and to talk about her a little bit and her role as a psychologist is one of the first comics I ever read was her first appearance I found out was the spectacular Spider-Man Child Within number 178 in July of 1991. This was one of the first comics my dad ever bought me. I'm pretty sure we were at flea market and it was great because I had like I won't exactly look it up but it's a one through six and an aftermath series and I had like four of the f- the seven or whatever. And so I kept thinking I needed to buy them. So I've actually bought multiple, multiple <laughs> copies of these from your store. Yeah, because I, I, I see keep, at least three copies yeah, there. I keep forgetting that I already have it, that I've already completed this collection. I told that to Mark one day and he's like, you need to update your list. I mean, wait, don't update your list. Please keep <laughs> buying these comics from me over and over and over again. So I've got, I have one full set of The Child Within story arc but and then two I've more got, started yeah two more started and i just think that that's really cool i also was excited because when i first read this like it's it's kind of deep it's not really for kids and ashley's working with vermin who's also in the oh that's the other side note i need to make if y'all need to get in on the the ground floor of the ben riley spider-man comics they're coming out now they're on issue three came out this week um, cause that's, uh, back when, let's see, Ben Riley's coming back from his time away as a clone. Like when he found out he was a clone, he kind of freaked out and left New York. When he found out back. he was, he was Ben Riley, not Peter Parker still. Yeah. Probably, or at least he thought that. Yeah. They, they've gone back and forth so many times. I don't The know. clone saga was weird. Yeah. It, it, it's messy. But that, those issues right now are actually set in the past closer to when the Child Within series came out and they're interlocking a little bit and referring to Vermin, who is Edward Whalen, who is Dr. Kafka's assistant in these Ben Riley issues that are coming out currently. And a lot of people, I don't think, realize that, that Edward is someone that Dr. Kafka worked with and brought back from being a bad guy, like reformed him really well so far. And another another part of this, like I didn't realize until recently that Vermin was very pivotal in Craven's Last Hunt. And so in this issue of The Child Within, Spider-Man's really freaking out because of Vermin and dealing with him after he almost died from being buried alive and all that. Spoilers, sorry guys. And it's been out for... 30 years. Almost 40 years now. <laughs> it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, that is a long time. But yeah, so Ashley works a lot with Spider-Man in in all these issues, honestly. And particularly in The Child Within, they bring up a point where Spider-Man was really out of it, showed up, needed her help, was talking to her, didn't have his mask on. And she assures him, you had a nice face. I didn't recognize it. I put your mask on. You're good, we talked, like, it's okay. But then in these current issues, they do imply that she does know his secret identity, and that's kind of a big deal. And 
That's kind I, of a cool callback, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to me how these are connecting together. And if I remember it's like, right. It's like Marvel planned with yeah. Ben Riley right now going on with Amazing Spider-Man that they tie up together. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty neat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the writer is the same, too. J.M.D. Mateus, that he wrote The Child Within oh. and is doing the Ben Riley Spider-Man issue. So that's oh, part cool. of why. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, well, I made that up. I, I know uh, it. I, I, I wrote this. I keep, that, that. keep that story going on right now. Yeah, so again, that's that's the biggest reason why I was like, I gotta talk about Ashley because she's all tied into these issues right now. And um, I want another part that sorry that I'm really bad at tying these things together cohesively. So most of these are the original Ashley in the Clone Conspiracy. She well, actually, before that, at some point she died, and in the Clone Conspiracy, she got brought back, died of regenerative disease. Got brought back again, so this current one in the Amazing Spider-Man issues as the Queen Goblin that started in issue 88, I think it was. So now she's a clone. second clone. So she's the third version of that character. Yeah. So Original clone one, clone two. So the one I'm the most excited to talk about is technically the third one. But the first one obviously started it all, so that's... The main one I've focused on so far. For those so, of who are keeping track. So if she's a clone, <laughs> would she remember? Yes, usually the clones like they at least remember them. Remember memories. The yeah. most recent clone stuff, the clone conspiracy, was when the jackal was able to bring everyone back, and then like with their original memories mm -hmm. of when they died too. Yeah, the the quote jackal, but it was Ben Riley as the jackal. Well, no, originally it was the jackal. Was it? Then they brought back Ben. Ben escaped. Then he was able to turn the tables on the jackal, clone him multiple times. So they don't know which one's original or not. He took over the mantle with the, like the mask on instead of just the full oh. jackal look. Mm -hmm. So that's when he took over, as because he went crazy because he got he, he kept dying and getting killed like a thousand yeah. times. Ben he remembered he remembered it. He remembered <laughs> everything. One that turned him evil. He became the jackal. He broke free. Blah blah blah. And now he's the Beyond Spider Man. I'm pretty sure. Unless yes, that's another yes, other he, clue. Yes, that is him. <laughs> he, he is back to the good side now. Okay. You I, know, I outside of context, so. comic books are crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah clone. Oh, I hate clones. I hate time travel. I hate clones. Oh, and here I was going to suggest maybe next week we should talk about clones. Yeah. <laughs> and lookalikes and replacements. Uh, we've already done replacements. That's so. true. Sometimes you can do things again. Anyway. It depends anything, how we do on our list. Is there I'm anything sorry. else about her that you'd like to talk about or like to move on to the next character? No, I think mainly just that she's now the Queen Goblin. One of her powers is that she can like make you doubt yourself because of her psychological background. Like that's her, her evil superpower. Yeah, it's her ability. It's, <laughs> yeah. she. Uh, uh, one of the issues, she kind of talked the black cat into believing that she was worthless and she just like walked off the top of the building and was going to just plant into the ground. Hmm. And I forget who saved her. Probably Spider-Man. That makes the most sense. Yeah. But, or her luck abilities. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I feel like the Queen Goblin is an, an interesting twist on this. And that was also part of the revelation that the Beyond Corporation isn't just funding this new Spider-Man that they're advertising themselves as hero makers. They also have villains to make the need for having the heroes. If you so. only make heroes, you're only filling half the market. So yeah. this way they're getting both halves, the heroes and villains, to make all the money. Yep. 
Yeah, it's all about money. Like, I, I had a bad feeling about this corporation the whole time. Like, this Maxine Danger lady, like, just rubs me the wrong it's way. It's too good to be true. Yeah, and she just, she doesn't dress professionally. When your name is Max Danger, that means there's a lot of danger going on, so. You know, I didn't even think about it just being Max Danger. Either a villain or a spy. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so moving on, since okay. that's, right? You're good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can cut me off. Uh, next, the last on my list is Professor, 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 uh, Professor Charles Xavier. Uh, he has a PhD in psychology, and who doesn't know Charles Xavier? I mean, uh, I think it's kind of cheating. Like, oh, he, he's a psychologist, but also he's a telepath, so you can just read your mind and manipulate you that way, too. Like, how? How good of a psychologist are you actually versus, no, nah, you're just a mutant that is using your abilities. and It's not manipulation if he's helping you, right? No, you can still manipulate someone <laughs> for help. I mean, that, that's... It, it just sounds evil. Well, yeah. You, the verbiage just has a negative connotation to it, but it's still <laughs> the same thing. Uh, but I want Adam messaged me two weeks ago saying it was a hot take, saying that we didn't like the Dark or the Batman movie. So here's another hot take. Uh, the 90s X-Men animated series, not good. Really? Yeah. I just rewatched the whole series. I finished last week. And season one and season two are good. Seasons three through five, not good. They're bad. Part of it, too, weren't those, like, out of order as well? Like, the continuity got uh, No, well, up. I mean, so on Disney+, Plus, the order is better. It is pretty good. Um, there are some Because the problem is some things happen concurrently, so it's hard to tell continuity with that but even still uh after season two not good like season one and two copy the comics like the iconic comic book stories the dark phoenix saga the you know just magneto as a whole asteroid m blah 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 uh seasons three through five was like all right so we're gonna talk about this random comic book issue that eh, that or maybe a comic book issue i don't know but it's not iconic that it's not memorable it's like oh these are eh. all right here's a Rogue story that doesn't involve anybody else. Um, here's a apocalypse story ish. Here's a, a Mister Sinister story that turns him into sinister and all that. Like, it's not good. Like the final season was really bad. Yeah, I seem to remember the final episode being like, "What? Yeah, that, uh, that's it." So, okay. spoiler alert for the final episode of the X Men series: it ends with Charles Xavier dying. But then not dead because they contact Lalandra, the Shi'ar. They take his body and consciousness like, oh, I'll, I'll, no matter what, gang, I'll be forever with you. And it just ends like, all right, well, he's dead, but he's not dead. He's in like the Shi'ar computer. They fly off the end. Uh, not good. So, yeah, the X-Men animated series, everyone's like, oh, it was great. No, no, it started great. And then the rest of it was not, it was bad. Do you remember which season was the Phoenix Saga? That, that was like season two. Okay. That was like the beginning of season two. Liked it. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, seasons one and two, the iconic stories that you remember. Then season three, four, and five, it was like, all right, I'm just going to have it on while I'm playing the Harry Potter game on my phone. Like, <laughs> I, I just, eh, no attachment at all. Um, so next on my list is the Batman animated series. See how if that holds up. That holds up. I mean, I thought X-Men did too. But it, it holds up. When was the last time you watched the whole series? Uh, 20 years. <laughs> right. So watching it as a child, when you don't really remember it, you'll remember the highlights because you were remember, a child. I remember like certain episodes. Right. You remember the highlights. Like that. Yeah. But the series as a whole, <laughs> though, this it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, oh, that, like, oh, I can't wait for this. 
Look at this happened. Well, that happened fast. I think it would be more campy than I remember. Yeah. So. Oh, see, I don't think the animated series was very campy at all. Well, because remember the Batman animated series? It started with the Batman, and then it turned into Batman and Robin midway through. Right. Or yeah, the Adventures of Batman and Robin right. midway through, and it's still technically the same series, but they they added Robin and like. Yep. So I don't I, I don't know. Haven't watched the whole series yeah. again yet, but after watching the X Men, eh, eh, eh. no, I think there's. Maybe not campy is the right word. I think there's a lot of monologue stuff with Batman rather than... It's a lot of one-offs. See, I remember Batman not speaking a lot at all. I remember the animated series being kind of more quiet, more musically driven. See, that was why I liked yeah. Spider-Man, because he was a monologuer in his head. And he was always, he was always talking and head, joking. But I think it was like when he'd come across something, he'd be like, what is this? You know, right. something like that rather than... Maybe not monologue, but in that sense, he's not really talking to anybody. He's, you know, talking to himself. So, yeah, that's my hot take for the week of the X-Men animated series. Not that good. The first couple were good. Then, right. then it, it felt like a chore to watch the rest. All right. So, But yeah. you did it. But I did it. Congratulations. I, I, I'm ready for the series to begin again on Disney Plus whenever it starts again this year, I think. So, yeah. Uh, Jared, who was on your list? Uh, Guy Gardner. I did not know this until I Googled it, but he has a bachelor's in psychology. So Guy Gardner is a Green Lantern. He was a Red Lantern for a while. Um, I think back in, oh gosh, 80s, 90s, I don't know when, but he was the first character other than Sinestro to have a yellow ring. Um, he's got punched out by Batman. He's angry all the time and very, very much a rule breaker. Now, for He's, the people that know him loosely, is he the one with the leather jacket? Well, it's leatherish. Or, yeah. yeah, it's like a. But he's, I always pictured it more of like a because um, there's Hal Jordan, like the, a knockoff Letterman jacket or something like that. You know, not necessarily a leather jacket or maybe redhead? more vest. I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Yeah, he's the one with like the bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah. He is the equivalent of for me. I equate him to the Jason Todd of the Lanterns. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, he's here. Yeah. Like, very few people actually like him. Yeah. I don't know if, like, his costume, like, it wasn't the standard uh, Green Lantern uniform. It may have been a leather vest or something. Leather, Leatherman jacket's <laughs> probably not the right thing. I was thinking it was, like, leather, a leather leather vest because he didn't have the sleeves. So. Yeah, he had, like... But yeah, anyway. Black underneath or something. I don't remember for sure. But uh, yeah, Guy Gardner. I, I thought that was pretty neat that he had a bachelor's degree. All right. And Laura, you have sort of the last one for the night. Yeah, I was hoping to share with you guys uh, Harley Quinn because I think she's pretty famous that most everyone remembers that she was a therapist first for um, J Jack Napier, the, the Joker. And she kind of... I. I forget for sure if he kind of turned her or like she fell in love. And yeah. yeah, I think she was like infatuated with her or with him for a while, and then it just morphed, and he used that against her. And they've retconned her a few times. Yeah, to, like oh, uh, she's just the girl because I mean her first appearance was in the animated series. Yeah, that yeah. was her, her first ever anything. Sometimes I forget that, but yeah, um, but yeah like. They've retconned it since. The best thing I've seen is go back and read the trade Harleen. It's the retelling of their orig of her origin when she transformed from Harleen Quinzel to Harley Quinn. And it's done really well. The art's yes. wonderful. It's a great 
hardcover. My only gripe is that it's an over. It's a weird magazine size. Yeah. But in that, it's a great story and a great retelling of her origin. That like, oh, they modernize it a lot and it makes Big it time. makes sense. Big time. But yeah, fell in love with them, went crazy, turned into Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the main issues that I've read recently that I really loved her in was the Batman: The White Knight presents Harley Quinn, and mm-hmm. that has been her getting over being in love with the Joker, realizing that was a big mistake. I need to move on with my life. He's not as great as he made it out to be. He was abusive. Like she finally kind of gave herself some therapy and got through things. Yeah. And I mean, that's the third storyline of the white Knight series. There's the Batman white Knight, curse of the white Knight. Then white Knight presents Harley Quinn. Yep. And yeah, it's really cool. Her balancing like, Oh, I used to be this criminal, but now I'm not, so I'm working with the cops-ish, but I don't mm-hmm. want to because I'm also a mom and have to take care of the kids and and hyenas, too, and stuff. And, yeah, they've definitely done, like, a 180 on the character the last 10, 15 years. Where yeah. She's not just the villain sidekick. No, she's a hero, question mark? Like, she's a, she's a more a good vigilante than anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's always great character pro- progression, but I've said it before. I hate it when they turn villains into heroes. It's like I like them as a villain. She made a great villain. Well, but for me, but this she makes progression was really good. She makes yeah, it's a good progression because I like to equate it to Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah, both originally villains. Yes, and they reformed, got good. It just yep. it it's a little bit different because you're used to them being good. Yeah, and you're not used to her being good yet. Is you're right. in that weird bubble where right? Like, I'm still old enough to remember her from the Batman animated series, from her first comic appearances and stuff like that. To where so, she was a villain. Someone thirty years older than us might say, "Oh, but Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, those are villains." Right? Like, oh no, not anymore. So right. it's that same. Like, so eh, yeah, it's just a generational thing. Yeah, it could be. You yeah, could some, be right on that. Sometimes I got the impression too that was almost like influence because weren't. Um, Wanda and Quicksilver Magneto's children and that's part of why they were raised to do bad things but they didn't realize they were bad because they were told they were uh, doing the good. I think they knew. Okay, uh, they did. Yeah, know. they okay. just didn't feel like they they didn't feel like they had a choice at the time. Yeah. I okay. mean Hawkeye was originally a villain as well too. He was trained oh, by that's right. um Swordmaster to be a villain and then he got reformed as well. So yeah. it's and there's good character progression. I'm I'm not knocking anything like that. I just in general I, I like the villains as villains. So like when they reformed Doc Ock before no, they, they retconned that. When they reformed him, I, I really enjoyed it because it was like, no, but no. it's Doc Ock. That is not a hero. That is a villain. Yeah, but the way they did it though, like if as long as you do it in a good enough way, like he was still an annoying yeah. good guy. Like yeah. he still had that villainous tendency, but still for the greater good. So that worked really well for yeah. him. And don't get me wrong. I like uh, Harley Quinn's reform and everything, how they've kind of made her a hero. I thought it's been very good. It's been, you know, she got out of the abusive relationship and moving on and things like that. So a lot of that's been good. So well, I'm not uh, knocking that. I just, well, in uh, general. And in the comic books, when, cause because we know she's gone from the full villain to, to good guy, that works. In the movies, like, oh, no, she's. Like, they're glossing over her being a villain. Like, oh, no, but she's a good person now with the Suicide Squad and blah, blah, yeah. that's fine. It's like, no, no, you're glossing over a major thing. Like, you need to show why she's trying to be a good person now and why she fails at being a good person because she was a bad person for yeah. so long. Yep. And that's my biggest thing with that. Like, oh, but you have to really show them being bad to get the reformed feeling out of it. But it is what it is. I fear, wasn't all of Suicide Squad full of 
bad people too, like yes. trying to be reformed. Yeah. yeah. Basically, okay. they go into one of the prisons in the DC universe and put bombs in their heads and say, if you don't follow our orders, we're going to blow you up. Yeah. And yeah, it's because the Birds of Prey movie, they really glossed over her being a yeah. villain. Like, oh no, yeah. you you really got to show that, lean into that. But either way, uh, we're going along with this anyway. Yeah. So Yay. that is our list of therapists, psychologists, psych- psychiatrists that we can come up with. And tangents. And tangents <laughs> included. So with that, we'll move on to our books of the week that we read this week, Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Uh, let's just do our single pick of the week yeah. for each of us since we're uh, running a little long on time. Um, Laura, would you like to go first? I guess, yeah. I think I'll actually make mine really short because I already talked a little bit about Ben Riley Spider-Man number three came out this week and it was focusing on in the previous issues too. Spider-Man's been encountering villains that he shouldn't be encountering like he's he's pretty sure he's hallucinating they're not setting off his spider sense he's concerned why this is happening because he's actually been checking in with Ashley Coffey again to find out that a lot of the people he's been seeing out and about are firmly locked up in Ravencroft. They have not escaped yet. So he's just having hallucinations, and he's checking in with her to see, well, main characters who would be behind hallucinations, like Chameleon, Mysterio, I I forget who else he checked on, and he's like, well, if you have all these, the main characters I'm worried about, do you have these other people who could be pretending to be these characters too? And everyone's safely locked up, and they continue to, to follow the trail to figure out who is manipulating him right now? And yeah, the last page will tell you that, so try not to spoiler it. Get to the last page. Don't just jump ahead, people, or at least buy the comic first, then jump ahead all you want. And so yeah, my pick of the week is Ben Riley Spider-Man because it fit in our theme. And I believe that is a five-issue miniseries also. Yep. It's called The the Humanity Agenda is the mini. So if you are a fan of Ben Riley and the classic story timeline, uh, it's, a, it's a small, good investment that's only five issues, so which isn't bad. Uh, speaking of five-issue miniseries, uh, my pick of the week is Armor Clad's number one. This Aww. is a one of five. That's right. You took mine. That's why I made her go first. Uh, um, it is – I described it to Jared when he was picking up stuff yesterday. I was like, all right, Starship Troopers, but in like – armor loader suits like this the mech suit you see in aliens where ripley is having that machinery it's like that yes but with starship troopers fighting giant bugs in each other there's a lot of animosity between some of the humans too that really put together a good story yeah like the main protagonist of the story they are basically like the uh blue collar work release grunts Mm-hmm. Um, they're being, and I don't know if they are prisoners. They're definitely, it definitely seems like they are almost. Yeah. I couldn't tell if they were like prisoners or just, just the workforce in general, because that they're mining something called the pure. They're the worker ants yeah. of whatever human civilization this is that like they have these mech suits, but with like drills attached, like giant drills right. in their arms. And they have some guns or like laser, laser burners, not necessarily guns, guns. Right. Because they are, they do have their wardens with them, is what I would call them. They're like, "Hey, you go here and do this." And oh, you're one of your guys is dying. Too bad. We can't yeah. afford to lose potentially two people. We one loss is it is what it is. So we'll just leave that person to die. And giant bugs and this weird alien planet. And the art's really cool. Um, it's 
it is a quote normal art which i'm i'm good with it doesn't stand out like oh it's not like oh this is yes, really weird this is comic book art but it's it's crisp it's clean it's not scratchy yeah. it's know? easy on the eyes yes very easy the colors are good and like i said nothing stands out immensely like oh this is fantastic but like no it is it, was it is solid fun. it's solid yeah it's a solid story solid art um and I there is a preview to issue two in the back uh right yeah. now and i'm I think I'm going to pick this up. Yeah, I and because again, it's a five issue mini. It's by Valiant Comics, which I don't read a whole lot of Valiant stuff. Same here. But this one, it stood out to me. Like, oh, I love Starship Troopers, and this definitely gets a heavy feeling like that for me. Yeah, I love too how you said, oh, it doesn't really stand out. Just as Jared was saying, oh, there's a preview of issue two, and then you flipped through it, and I remembered the issue two is all black and white because it's a preview, and that did like shock stand out when i turned that oh, page i was like oh this so, is something different yeah i was like what, what's going on here but i also i kind of accidentally had two pages stick together at that so that was another reason why it didn't make sense that all of a sudden it flipped and once i got the pages unstuck then it made more sense why it was all of a sudden in black and white but also still very crisp art very nice even in the black and white yes yeah. it's clean interesting it is, yeah. yeah it's a very clean art i like that that's yeah. a good description so yeah that is armor clouds it it surprised me this week i was like this is actually really good like i wanted this i should have put this in the bottom pile to read last because i always want to end on a, a high note yep so i guess, guess you have to reread it maybe i guess jared <laughs> do you want to make that your pick of the week and just move on to the final section um, or yeah i'll just kind of mention a couple things that came out uh because i'll make that pick up my pick of the week also uh godzilla versus mighty Morphin power rangers if you want if you want Godzilla and versus Power Rangers versus the Zords. for you, yeah. Um, Teen Titans Academy number thirteen, War for Earth three part four, um, Suicide Squad goes to uh, Teen Titan or the Titans to ask for help, pretty much. Um, Saga Saga fifty seven came out, <laughs> and that's not our pick of the week. <laughs> A Valiant comics random thing you told me about but it's a number one and that's why i picked it because it's yeah. an easy jumping it's on point e- like yeah you don't you need, should there's no backstory you the listener should read this either now or in the trade when it comes out because it's it is surprisingly good yes <laughs> yep um darth vader number 21 came out it's, it's continuing their crimson dawn or crimson rain story arc which hasn't not been bad it's been it's it been, a, been like it's been a Star Wars. It's been a Star Wars Vader yeah, story. It is. So yeah. So it hasn't been bad at all. All right. So with that, we'll move on to the final section of the night, and that is our book club of the podcast. That is Ms. Marvel Volume One, No Normal. This is the very first Ms. Marvel story starring Kamala Khan. It came out in 2014. Uh, but if you don't want to read that or you don't want to hear spoilers and you're like, all right, well, I'm done. Uh, you're not. Because next week's podcast, we are going to talk about, I have it on my list here. Radiant Black. Thank yeah. you. Radiant Black Volume 1 is what we're talking about next week. Um, it is the same writer that wrote some of the Power Rangers in the past. So mm-hmm. that works out pretty. That's why we picked there we that. Go. It's like, oh, uh, we got Power Rangers Godzilla. This guy used to write Power Rangers also. Let's talk about that. There we go. So yeah, next week we'll talk about Radiant Black Volume 1. Um, this week, again, Ms. Marvel, no normal. Uh, first impressions. Laura, I know you read it in the past when it first came out. Jared, you have not read it before. And not read it. Uh, what is your overall impression of this book? It was good. It was fun. Um. For me, it, it it bounced a little bit. Like there was a couple spots I couldn't tell. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? You know, 
Um, especially when she was like changing costumes. I didn't know she could like shape shift. So there's a couple problems I have with the, I mean, first of all, I like to equate her to a new generation of Spider-Man. She's a teenager learning her powers, uh, is not, you know, is picked on in school. Like she definitely has that same Peter Parker style of character. Yeah. Yep. Kind of the nerd, the outcast, the one that doesn't really fit in. Um, she writes fan fiction of yeah. how different heroes, which I could totally see that Peter Parker in uh, this day and age doing that as well. Like that right. would make sense. Yep. Um, yeah. And there's definitely, so seeing, having read this and having seen the Ms. Marvel trailer last week, they've changed a lot in the they trailer. They have changed a lot. I should have watched the trailer. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah. yeah and in the trailer, it looks like she gets these powers from these bracelet things. Right. Which I thought oh. were either the Eternals or something with the 10 rings. Um, from the Marvel movies. Right. And, and the problem I have with this book is I know what's going on, but she gets these powers from this weird mist stuff. Yeah. Do you know what that is? The Terrigen mist. Well, uh, yeah. I was gonna... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew sorry. what. No, I knew okay. what. <laughs> I heard, but I think me and you Laura, talked I, about I, it I before. Was for sorry. We had mentioned she was inhuman. So that, that's my problem with this is it just like, oh, there's this random fog rolling through. So if you've never read Ms. Marvel or, or if, if you're jumping you in. If you had not talked about that, I would never have known that what, that's what that was. And I, I feel like there should be like a little box that says, hey, to know what's going on in this, read this inhuman book. That's why the Terrigen Mist is going around. Right. Just rolling through. Like that's my biggest thing. Like, oh, she, there's this fog. She passes out, wakes up, and it is what it is. Like at the time when it came out, it was going on in the comics, like, sure, I knew then. But if this is your first introduction, like, that's that's taking a weird leap. Like, oh, in the Marvel comics, no. you can just random fog appears? No, it says the Terrigen Bomb, like, in the things. Okay. Like, it definitely said that in there, so you just weren't paying attention. I, I, where like, was that ish? I didn't um, catch that either. I don't know. It's towards the, like, dirt while she's in the fog. After she hallucinates um, Captain Marvel speaking to her. Uh, okay. And it says Jersey City 12 hours after the Terrigen bomb. Okay. So but they, even... they do say that it was a Terrigen mist. And I thought she talked about it at some point too. Maybe that's in a later issue I... where she's in like her little hiding, like her superhero quarters. She talks about the mist changing her and things like that. Yeah. I just would have liked them to have actually said, hey, like, even, like, in the news background, like, saying, hey, the Terrigen Mist is rolling in, you know, be sure to whatever. Like, you'd think they would have a news broadcast. Hey, we're tracking this mist that can transform people into these weird inhumans. See, I got the impression that it just happened. Like, it was breaking news. They didn't know what the mist was. It was just fog. So they didn't think anything of it until, like, the next day when she wakes up and she's like, I'm not who I used to be. Like, Maybe. I didn't think they knew, so there wouldn't be any newscast yet. I don't know. Like, again, that, for me, that just seems a little like, uh, because I know I'm fine with it, but I, f- I still feel like it's not the best for a new reader to, hmm. like, for this, even if they would have had, like, some trades they do, uh, like with the Hawkeye one, where it had, like, oh, there's this other random issue of what's going on and why this is going on, that'd be nice to have, like, here's a panel or two to show what the Terrigen Mist is and why it's important, but... That's just that may just be me being picky at that yeah. point. Yeah, I feel like the whole issue is explaining to you why the Terrigen Mist was important. Well, I mean, it turned her into Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I, I mean that's more of her, I don't know. That's her learning how to be a hero, but I don't know. Uh, we're nitpicking yeah. at that point. I thought she yeah. was hallucinating for a little while. She was. No, for I mean a like while, I'm pretty sure. even after like when she goes back and uh, 
her friend Zoe get, falls into the lake or river or whatever, and she's like embiggen, and she morphs into she grows and turns into Miss Marvel. She changes blonde race, one. Right. She turns in from a Muslim American from right. with, uh, Pakistani, I think Pakistani. Yes. Pakistani origin to a Caucasian woman with long blonde hair. Like, wait a minute, that's... Right, and then, like, she's says in Biggin, and she's big, but then when she tackles the guy, she's, like, normal size. So I'm like, what is going on? You know, well, so I, I thought she was hallucinating some of that. See, I, I got that one, because, like, oh, it's just her not being... And I do, like, how she explained later on, like, oh, I'm still learning how these abilities work. Mm-hmm. Like, when she got real nervous and, like... At the school, her hand got big, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, when it shrank, that was good. Run, hide to the bathroom to figure out, like, okay, go back to normal, go back to normal. Um, I really hate her classmates. Yeah. Like, I uh, think which, you're supposed to. Yeah, which is good on them for making me hate the person I'm supposed to hate. Because, yeah, there's definitely the woke white girl that's around. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just shut up, lady. Like, you are terrible. And I liked how... Uh, Kamala even made the point in here, like, oh, you know, you're making fun of me. You, it's like, you can make fun of me, but don't make fun of my family. I can make fun of my family because that's my family. Versus like, oh, you broke free, blah blah blah. Like, that's my family. Like, don't diss on my family, lady. Yeah. You know, you know nothing about. Right. But you're trying to be all this woke person, and they're like, you're also the spoiled rich kid. Like, oh, go to the gas station in the Circle Q. Give my usual. That's not how this works. You have to go get your own coffee. Like, right. I'm not your servant. Yep. You entitled little. <clears throat> so. Yep. But I also, I, I liked a little bit later when um, there, is it school or. Um, yeah, doesn't I she couldn't have tell, like studies? I forget what yeah, they're Yeah, it was kind of some kind of studies, but I wasn't really sure if it was like a school or more religious yeah, I think it's study. like a mosque or something. Yeah, like that. oh, that's what like, I thought they were in when they separated the, the boys and the girls. Right, that part. Yeah, that right. Was, but it that, just kind of like jumps. I'm like, okay, are, is that are they in a mosque? Or? Yeah, that, that is their okay. their right because I don't yeah. I don't know how that works. Right, yeah, that know, that so. is not a school function. That is their okay. religious, religious ceremonies that they separate the men from the women. Uh, women have to go through a, si- a separate entrance way also. Right. And there's a partition where the women can't even see what's going on. Right. Like, it's only they're, listening. they're just talking. And then the instructor, the he's like, sisters, no talking during the lecture. And <laughs> she's just like, sorry, it's hard to concentrate when we can't even see you. And they're just like, you know. Because uh, you'll cause a distraction amongst yeah. the men. And I love the one point where a friend's like, all right, let's go. Like, but, you but know. It's, it's like, but she's know like, Sister Kamala, how glad I am that you've joined us today. Like, just so like, ah, crap. Well, I love you it know? when they leave, though, and the, her Kamala's friend's like, it doesn't matter. They won't know that we left. They can't see us the entire time. <laughs> yeah. They'll just think we're quietly listening like we should be. As long as we're back before they get out, we'll be fine. Like, I enjoyed that yeah, teenage, like, oh, loophole. <laughs> a little bit of, te- excuse me, teenage rebellion. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's the biggest thing with this is it shows a lot of the not, the not normal, the no normal of living in America as a Muslim American versus yeah. as a Christian or an atheist, whatever. Right. Like it shows right. the traditions that are not the same. Right. And how she deals with that right. and everything. But the characters are still relatable. Right. You know what I mean? That's the great thing about it is it, yeah. it shows that, but it doesn't focus on that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like that's. Yeah, this is a comic book story. This right. is a superhero origin story. These are the background details to that character. Right. You know? It's not, it's not doing that to stand on a pedestal and say, this not is how they're all. different. It's like, no, no, this is so you know that 
This is their background. Right. This is who they are. Yeah, the focus is on how we're the same, not yeah. how we're different. Right. Exactly. Well, like, and that's like, how I felt with this. Well, yeah. yeah. And like how she doesn't feel amongst, you know, she doesn't feel normal no matter where she goes because she's also a nerdy kid that plays video games. And like, right. mm-hmm. uh, I love the one part like, oh, you know, most people with this thing, they become a couch slug that do, does nothing. But my thumbs, you can tell I'm a gamer because I have a good thumb workout regimen from playing video games and everything. Like, that's cool to have that nerdiness to, yeah. too. So, like, I don't know, it just, it, again, it feels like a young Peter Parker, like, in the modern day telling. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, to me, it gives me nostalgia for Spider-Girl. Like, the Spider-Girl issues really line up with these a lot more, so. But maybe that's just my perspective as a a girl, too, so. Yeah, I mean, I can totally believe that. And and moving past that, just to the overall story, I love the, uh, origin of her like in the training of instead of just being a carol danvers knockoff to be like no i'm going to be my own ms marvel i have my own special abilities right and like the whole training montage that she does with her friend like all right we need to make a costume so mom where's my bathing suit you said you're not gonna you're never gonna wear that like well i didn't say when i wasn't gonna wear it i just said i wasn't gonna wear it while swimming so like just the again the verbal jujitsu that she's playing against like oh teenage loopholes it works out yeah, and that's like, one of those things, too, where it always drives me nuts when people reuse something that they specifically ask someone else about. It's like, they're going to know that's your costume when you're out wearing this bathing suit. And, like, her her bangles that you mentioned were, like, her grandmother's, I think. And so if her mom ever saw her, she should be able to recognize right away, Ms. Marvel is my daughter. <laughs> which I forget because I am not caught up to it. Doesn't Isn't it public knowledge who she is later? Like, yeah, she does Kamala's come out. Law. So, like eventually her family does know and does recognize like, Oh, that duh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just the way things are set up in here, like, Oh, early on, there's this science fair. The guys work on this super snot or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, it'll, it changes fabric and everything. And like, Oh, that's a tease of what's going to happen in the future. And they use it again. Like, Oh, well done. Like I, when you set up little things in the background, yeah. like, Oh, there's the payoff immediately too. Yep. Um, yeah. Another thing mentioning the background when you read some of the things like her cereal boxes and like a lot of little background like minutia, that was what I fell in love with with this book. They make a lot of references to The Simpsons, like the embiggening, and I forget what the O's were. There was something in her cereal that it was it was another reference to something else that you knew from like mostly The Simpsons references were what I caught, but there's uh-huh. lots of little callbacks i see gmos oh maybe that was so it. like as in okay. gmos mm-hmm. also general mills o's for like yeah. oreo o's or whatever so like yeah that yeah, yeah. it's just it's fun yeah. little things yeah look if when you read this people go out and read this and like look at the little tiny details because they are hilarious <laughs> it's just it's really well done i mean and it's just for the first volume and i can see why people love this character and have, it's taken off because it's it's good. Yeah, I was excited to give my niece, who's like 11 now, the first like 14 volumes of this, however many we had at the time when it was near her birthday. And I was like, here, you need these. And she like, she takes them and they're heavy. So she's like, oh, but I'm pretty sure she enjoyed them. Also, that's just her personality. Just no matter what, whenever yeah. you give her something, she's, she's just, ugh. <laughs> Quit being <a> lame. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh that's that is first volume of Ms. Marvel, No Normal. Um, also, 
while I was checking stuff in this week, we got five new copies of this volume in. I was like, hey, that's perfect timing for the podcast. Yeah, there so we go. We have these in stock as of right now. So get it while you can and read up before the series starts. Yeah. On Disney Plus. Yep. As someone who's never read it before, I I did enjoy this. This was very good. So, so since you enjoyed it, five star rating, one being bad, five being great. I'd give it a four. Okay. Laura, what would you give it? I admit I'm going to go with my nostalgia eyes because I didn't finish it this week. Um, But I'm going to give it a five because I remember really liking it. I was looking forward to reading again even though I didn't get to it. Like I'm going to go all in with five. Yeah, and I'm going to go with a five as well um, because I do want to – I want to read more but finding time to read more and not like – putting the rest of my life to the side. Like, no, I need to do other things too. So like, and we need to read the next volume for next week. We need to read Raiden Black next week for next week as well. So, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And hopefully the show copies a lot of this stuff. I, mm-hmm. I'm afraid that they won't because the way the MCU is set up versus the way this is set up are, yeah. they're a little bit different, but I'm hoping they do enough overlap that it works out well. Yeah. I still can't find where they say what the fog's called. <laughs> it's right there. It's in like an issue two, I think. It was the beginning issue of like issue the first two. Page. There it is. She has a. So it's oh. when she wakes up when she's all blonde. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's right there. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> it is. So yeah, that is this. So now we'll move on to the section that Jared always forgets about. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and that is our Heroes of the Week comic book or otherwise. Jared, I'll buy you a little bit of time. I'll go first. I, I put it in our notes. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah, or not. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to start reading the notes because Alex added that. I did a... look at the yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to say oh, my Hero of the Week, which will always be Laura's Hero of the Week, no matter, even if it's officially or not, but I know that's just the way she is. That is her dad for fixing our lawnmower this week. Oh, that's not what you wrote in the notes. Isn't it? You wrote Adam Savage. No, that was last week's. I deleted that and put in this oh. week's. I well, did that while I was at work today. So Okay. Then I guess I didn't read the updated notes either. Oh, yeah. Adam Savage Sorry. last week. I was actually looking at it when you were typing your oh, stuff in. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. It so, says yeah. currently edited. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Laura's dad came over. Well, her mom and dad came over um, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, they're... They were bored, mostly. And we are like, all right, we got stuff, stuff to pick up. We got stuff that we can do while we're here. Like, so one of the things like, hey, it's starting to get nice out. We need to mow the lawn. When Laura mowed the lawn last, it stopped working last year. So maybe you should check that out. So he came over, fixed, worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, went to the hardware store, got some pieces, came back, worked on it, took it apart, didn't see anything wrong, put it back together, works fine. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I didn't. Uh, he's like, I don't know what I did. I took it apart, put it back together. Now it works. Like, hey, sometimes that's all it needs. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue. It's it's working. I'm not going to complain. Yep. He's like, well, neither am I other than it's just annoying. So That happens a lot at work. Uh, <laughs> somebody will say, Jared, my computer's not working. I'll literally go open up, you know, turn it on or sit down and look at it, and it works fine. And as well as I, I believe you, it wasn't working. I don't know why it's working yeah. now, but it is what it is. Right. It got to that point with my dad and my computer. I would tell him, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to walk in the room and, and then it, it will work. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I can do that anytime. So <laughs> pretty much like once a week, I'd be like, dad, I need you to come sit in my room for like five minutes and get your aura <laughs> on my computer <laughs> and then it'll be fine. So yeah, he, he just took apart the parts of the lawnmower, put it back together and now it works. So. Yeah, a bad connection or something. Maybe. I remember him saying like he took a wire and like cleaned out some hose. He, yeah, he's like, I don't see anything that came out. I thought I flushed it with the other stuff, but that must have been enough. So, so yeah, I'm thankful that he fixed our lawnmower. 
Me too. Uh, do you have your hero ready or should Jared, do we buy enough time for Jared yet? I think that I can make one up. I, I do fear that I may have duplicated this one in the past, although you duplicated yours yeah. too, I'm pretty sure. So uh, it's okay, right? It's hero of the week. Yeah. <laughs> if someone did something special, they can do something special again. Right. Yeah, I guess he didn't actually do anything this week, but all the nostalgia and thinking about like the old Ben Riley issues and clones makes me remember how much I enjoyed Kane back in the Spider-Girl series. Like he was a real mentor. He helped her harness her powers he he was a really good guy back in the day in that alternate universe and i really like the kane clone um i'm not sure yeah but i was going wait no no he is a different guy now i was trying to remember which kane was the scarlet spider most recently he's kind of a different guy there but still still good yep but yeah i mainly i guess i'm focusing on marvel 2 universe Back in the day, Spider-Girl's universe, that Kane character. Mentor Kane. Yeah. Uncle Kane. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it was definitely fun in those issues once Peter Parker realized Kane was back around and all the stuff Kane did to Peter back in the Clone Saga that was horrific. And then he's like, this guy is talking to my daughter. What? Like, I love the dichotomy because... At the time, I didn't know all the Clone Saga stuff. I just knew Kane as this mentor character, this good guy. You didn't know the bad. Yeah. And Peter only knew the bad. Yeah. So that's very interesting to me. More kind of like reformed villain stuff. Like, are they really? Does that work? I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah. All right, Jared. We bought as much time as we can. I'm going to go with um, J.J. O'Connor and I'm going to butcher this last name, Brian Bucoletto, Bouchelet, Lotto. I'm not sure how to pronounce The creators that. of? Yes. Armor Clads. It was such a good book. I'm going to go with them as my hero of the week. All right. Because, because of the book. The, because of the book. There you go. So with that, folks, we'll say thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing on whatever service that you're listening to that you can review stuff. Uh, thanks for sharing on social medias. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and MySpace. We also Discord. have we also have a Discord that you can join on the Discord and chat about different things. We we chat about things all the time because we talk a lot and stuff. So yeah, hence the podcast. Hence the podcast because we keep talking and might as well have a audio record of it. So until then, we will see you all next time. She's, I thought she was really going to give you a high five for a second. No, she's getting angry. I'm just no, putting my hand over her face and she's like, <laughs> yeah. melting, like, no, why? But she's not attacking afterwards.